Good evening, Creepsters. It's been a while. Had to take the summer off, as, as always. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed your summer and um, having a good start to the fall. Um, and I hope you guys are healthy and safe along with your families during this crazy time that we are in right now. These last two years have been such a blur. Um, I'm still stuck in like 2019, to be honest. Uh, and if you guys don't know, I am located in New York City. So just a little background of what's going on here. Uh, New York is under restriction. So um, there's a mandate in place for, you know, so it's been a it's been stressful here it's like a dark cloud over the city um everything is kind of segregated and you know for new york that's that's pretty wild so pray for new york <laughs> it's been a lot of crazy things that's happened so drastically just over this summer alone so so tonight's episode it is called dreams and dimensions i am just going to jump right in where we left off at the last episode um so if you haven't listened to go and listen to that one because it's literally just a continuation of where we left off at and that was <laughs> that was actually this spring and then i went on my hiatus for the summer and and now we're back so thank you guys. I missed you so much and enough rambling. Let's get on to this very interesting, amazing episode. I, I had a question. I had um, a dream. This was a long time ago. Well, not long. It was 2019 and it was my grandpa had passed. But before he passed away, he wanted me to come and see him for a weekend. He knew he was going to pass, but we didn't know. But you know how they always know when they're, especially when mm -hmm. you're older. So I, for the past couple of months, I kept having, an, it was a nightmare, but I couldn't remember what it was. Like, I couldn't remember when I woke up. I just knew it was something really, really, really sad and devastating. Mm -hmm. And we were really, I was really close to him kept having a nightmare couldn't remember it until after he passed and i kept it was a I, it was a repetition of um this old person a male it wasn't my grandpa um my grand my grandpa's black this was an older white male and all he was like throwing up a bunch of teeth like, I'm talking about thousands of teeth just coming out of his mouth. Mm. And I, I, I Googled what it meant, and 
it again it was like anxiety and stress and I was going through a lot of that at the time I was in a horrible relationship and my grandpa passed away also when I went to go visit him he he passed away in his sleep the night before I was supposed to leave and get on a plane and come back to New York so I ended up having to stay there a week and um and I finally remember what that nightmare was and it was about him dying and then also that the elderly man throwing up a bunch of teeth it was just all teeth so I I don't know exactly what that meant but I was definitely stressed out and that whole week that I was home I felt like I was in purgatory because you know when when you're preparing for a funeral every day it feels like you're in this fog you have to do yeah. the, you have to prepare and you're talking to family members you haven't seen in a long time. And it's just sad. So I just felt like I was in yeah. purgatory that whole week. And it was no way for me to come back to New York because I had to stay there um, until yeah. it was over. Uh, and so when your, when your grandfather passed, that's when the dream came back to you. Yeah, it hit me. I was like, oh, my God, that's what I was dreaming about. It was about him. It was just this horrible feeling. I don't know. It it had to be the nightmare of me knowing that he was going to pass. But every Mm -hmm. time I woke up, it was a horrible, like, there's just huge. So it just left you with a horrible feeling. Yeah. um, Throwing away the man, the old man was throwing his teeth away. He was pulling his teeth out and throwing them away. No, he was was throwing them up like he was puking like thousands of teeth. Throwing them up. Yeah. So he was loosing, so his teeth were loose and giving up. Kind of like giving up the ghost. I don't even know if it was his teeth. Like they were coming up like he was puking them. Like they were coming up from his stomach. It was no blood, no nothing. Just like clean teeth just interesting out. interesting so so whenever you and it's kind of late to analyze that dream um because when, when i interpret dreams i always ask people what was going on that week oh, and you've yeah. always said lots of stress yeah right so what was going on that week or even um or what was coming up after that and that's what you pay attention to yeah because your dreams can give you warning and this, mm-hmm. in this case, that's exactly what it was doing. It's giving you warning, this horrible feeling yeah. of something that was about to happen. Yeah. Uh, your grandfather giving up the ghost. Yeah. Um, I wonder how hard was it for him to release uh, himself from his body. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's what that was speaking to. I yeah. mean, you know, too, too many years now, I'm going to analyze it um, yeah. unless you were really paying attention. But that could be what that was expressing, that you saw that he was um, having a, you know, just because there were so many people around, because, you know, they say that when people pass away, mm-hmm. um, that they tend to do it when no one's around. Yeah. Right? So you could be there at the hospital, you got someone at the hospital with the person 24 hours a day, the cousins, the brothers, my yeah. mom, my dad, we're all here, yeah. and they wait until that moment when everyone leaves. And they do We're going to go get something to eat. We'll be back. And then that's when they leave, right? That's when they give up the ghost. Yeah. No, and, he, um, was, and he, the was, he was around. Um, he was in a house. Actually, my mom, because he had fell and bumped, bumped his head the week before. And she... He fell well? Where? 
he he fell down some steps uh he yeah. had the flu and he wasn't feeling well so he fell down some steps and bumped his head and he lives by himself so my mom was like no you need to come and stay with me for a few weeks until you get better you can go back home so he was in the house mm-hmm. with my nieces everyone was there that night so he left with mm-hmm. a lot of love but we put him in bed he was in bed by himself and, and he he passed away in his sleep that night um yeah yeah so right right so they say so people around them hold them to the body people being around too many people Mm -hmm. being around you hold you that's the reason why they leave when people aren't they're able to leave when people aren't there or to pass away in their sleep yeah Um, just because they're so i wonder if that dream of him you know trying to give up the ghost was uh, was explaining or showing you he was you know he was trying to go but it was really hard for him to leave leave his body that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, you, so yeah, so when you're interpreting the dream, you want to look at what happened the week prior mm-hmm. or the last few days mm-hmm. or what's coming up because your subconscious mind is helping you. If the point is to keep you alive, it's helping you to better understand to um, what's going on, what's happening, understand your yeah. hidden fears, understand what you need, understand what's coming up. Um, and so that's one of the ways of, of understanding the dream without going to Google. Yeah, because like you said, we're all natural psychics. So that would make sense that our subconscious will know like what's coming up and what already happened. Right. So it's like this huge download of all this information and name faith. Exactly. Basically, your subconscious puts it in order and say, okay, this is this is what you need to know. These are the signs you need to know to prepare you for. Right. Without saying it in words. And that's the challenge of dreaming is that you got to stop and pay attention because yeah. the dreams speak to us, our subconscious speak to us in images and pictures mm. and not words. And especially now as a society, you know, we're pretty lazy in our thinking. I don't want to have to think it out. Tell me what it says. Tell me what it means. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. I don't want to have to process it. So do we all astral travel, whether we know it or not? Um, You know, as humans, not all of us do all the things all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have the ability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just like we are all psychic, but who taps into it, who tunes into it, who allows themselves to be overwhelmed by this world and they sit in the corner of life yeah. and just pay the bills yeah. that, you know, that's, yeah. we're all in, in, individuals. So mm-hmm. um, astro traveling, if people are conscious, if they allow themselves to be trained, um, if they allow themselves to, to go through the discipline mm-hmm. and focus, we all can do it. Some people do it naturally yeah. and without, you know, without thinking, without a lot of preparation. It's something that, and I've talked to people who said they've been doing this since they were children and they didn't even know what wow. it was. Wow. Right. Um, so, so yeah, so we're all different in that sense. Some people are better at it than others. Um, but too many of us, too many of, hum- of us as humans, we are overwhelmed with life the and you know just it, looking yeah. at people 
Right, exactly. Just looking at the people in the in the Western culture, mm-hmm. we're overwhelmed with mm-hmm. life and paying the bills and keeping up with all of the stuff, being politically correct, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then you step outside the Western culture where we have luxuries and we have free time and you go to the rest of the world, they are all overwhelmed with life. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, getting something to eat. The majority of the population are, is still... Yeah starving and can't get clean water. They literally have to go, there are millions of people today who literally have to go miles just to get clean water. Mm-hmm. So humanity is overwhelmed and therefore um, many, many people, millions of people have a difficult time tapping into the That's natural right. God-given yeah. abilities um, just because they're trying to make it through the day. They're trying to take care of the children. They're trying to make sure that they don't get, you know, beaten or raped. Yeah. They're trying to make enough money. But, for the, and that's the reason why, oh my gosh, India, that's the reason why it's so important for those of us who live in this culture, who have luxuries and free time to really tune in yeah. and tap in. Because when we're operating in our gifts, when we're operating in knowledge, when we're doing what we're supposed to do, we uplift the rest of humanity. Exactly. We help everyone else when yeah. we do it. Yeah, that's so true. It's like we, um, that's another thing I wanted to ask you, because I'm pretty sure this year you've witnessed like a lot of people awakening and tapping into that. But with astral traveling, have you ever done it before? Um, okay, so my background is very, very um, overwhelmed just trying to live. I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Oh, you're Dang, from Chicago. Drugs. I went to college. I went to Columbia College in Chicago. Thank you. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we are there. So that's how I grew up, right? Yeah. Just trying to live. Yeah. Games, drugs. You know, trying to stay clear and clean of all of that. Trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. Just graduate from high school. That that was my upbringing. Yeah. And yet, when I look back, I was flowing in haphazardly flowing in things like astral traveling, dream interpretation, without even realizing, without wow. thinking about it. And when I explained it to someone, it was I was dismissed as the weird one. <laughs> so, wow. so I didn't have language for that kind of thing or those things until uh, probably like 10, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. No, about 20 years ago is when I had the language for it, but it wasn't until 10 years ago where I can go, oh, so I was doing that. Wow. Oh, so that's what happened. Wow. It <laughs> and, and even after that, even after that, it was still a while before I could actually admit to it. Yeah. So, yeah, I've astral traveled without thinking about it. That's amazing. How was it? Do you yeah. have any? Do you have any? Do you have any personal stories about when you <laughs> astral? They call it astral travel and astral projection, right? Or is it two different right. things? Okay. So right. it's the same thing. It's so the same thing. what are some of your stories you feel comfortable telling about when you did it, and then, um you know, some stories from your, your clients that, that astral traveled? Okay. So one, okay. So, so the one astral travel visitation I had is the thing that made me 
the one that really made me go, oh, so we do, our soul does travel at night. Because I read about it, I heard people talking about it, but, yeah. you know, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Not for my world. Yeah. Um, and yet, I had a dream one night where I am, and all of my dreams, all of my life, have been very vivid. And here's another one that's very vivid. I'm walking through this manufacturing plant, mm-hmm. and I'm actually kind of floating through the manufacturing plant. And I can hear the, the world of, you know, machines going on. I can hear the radio someone has playing in their work area. It's late at night. It's like a workplace in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And I can hear, I can see the managers over there talking in their glass windows, mm-hmm. or glass office doors. I can see everything as I'm kind of floating above this um, this manufacturing plant Mm -hmm. and there's this one person way in the back and I'm floating to her in particular and when I get there to her I am now her and I am now looking and so I'm walking up to her and I see her and now I am her and I'm looking at this thing that she was looking at and I can hear her thoughts because now she is me and she's going I can't what did they they didn't teach this to me they didn't explain this oh my gosh I can't lose this job if I lose this job I am going, she's freaking out. She has three children. She didn't say that, but I know yeah. that that's her concern. She has these three children, and this is her job. She's working in the middle of the night. If I lose this job, oh, my gosh, how do I do this? How do I do this? And she's freaking out. And then she goes, oh, okay, all right, that's it. Okay, that's how you do it. Okay, all right, okay, I got it. And then if she gets it, I now walk out the back of her, and I now leave, and I exit the back of the manufacturing plant. Wow. And I woke up from that going, what a freak, because that was too real. I've never been in a manufacturing plant before yeah. in my life. I don't watch television <laughs> that often. I mean, I do watch television, but I don't really watch television. Because, you know, some stuff is what we've seen on television. Yeah. That was too real. I could feel that the, temp, the air conditioning <sighs> unit there. I could hear the, And so it made me realize I was there to help her. Figure out, out how to do that job. Wow. She got it. She got it, and I moved on. But it wasn't me because I was sleeping here in this bed next to my husband who was drooling. It wasn't me. Wow. I don't even know, know how to do that. I don't even know what job it was. So what the soul does what the soul likes to do when you go to sleep. That's and amazing. let's go out and be free and help people and do stuff on stuff. Yeah. So that's my astral travel experience that made me go wow. Wow, that's amazing, yeah. man! That so now, other people, I can, you can imagine. I hear some really yeah, crazy stories. I could. About I, oh, I <laughs> wish I could be a fly on the wall. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sure it never gets boring with your job. It never gets boring. I you know what, India. Also, I'm still at that stage. I've been doing this for like three or four years now, mm-hmm. where I'm going. Did you really? Did that really happen? You know, I'm still <laughs> questioning. <laughs> but I know I cannot question because there are millions upon millions of people who've had this experience. Yeah. And the people that I talk to aren't loonies. Yeah. These are professionals. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I know it's real, but the other part of it is like, can it really be real? It's it's <laughs> funny what the subconscious retains for us. Yeah. Because we really don't have control over it. So right. it's, it's it's so interesting. And then, you know what? I, won- I wonder, I watched a movie, I forget 
what it's called it's on netflix with shadow people right with the shadow man they call it but with shadow people i wonder if it is people that's astral traveling but that's how they show up to the human eye as shadows sometimes because i was watching a movie which kind of is like what i what i just what i um my assumptions or observe how i observe it to be is like sometimes it may be just a random person that's astral traveling (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they show up to our eyes as like shadows and 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 people are like oh my god no that's like that shadow man from reddit that everyone's talking about but it's really just a person that's just sleep and they're just cruising through but the, the movie that I saw the shadow man was actually people that had passed away and they were coming to see loved ones but in our 3D world they showed up as a shadow and it looked kind of oh. scary, but they were really like they'll be sitting on the bed when you wake up, and it's scary to us. But they were just coming to check on you, right. you know. <laughs> but to us, right. it so I wonder if that, if maybe that could be it sometimes too. Like it's just a family that's, member that's or somebody. That's an interesting traveling. concept. Yeah, that's an interesting concept. Well, okay. So did you ask me about the law of intervention? Because yes, yes. There, Okay, so there's a, a universal law, and you know, and I'm I'm gonna assume that it's universal. Uh, it, it applies all across all dimensions mm-hmm. that you cannot interrupt um, another. You cannot enter in and interrupt someone else in another dimension. Mm-hmm. Like we cannot or should not do that to them, mm-hmm. other beings, and they cannot and, sh- and should not do that to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing that helps us to stay sane is we see these people here in this 3D world and that's all we see. Yeah. The things that we can, you know, use with our five senses. Yeah. If we see something beyond this 3D world, we are now considered insane and we can't function in this 3D world if we are seeing beings from other dimensions or even hearing them. Yeah. Um, and so they're not allowed to, um, to harm us unless we give them permission they're not allowed to enter into our world but yeah so when you wake up and you see something sitting there on your bed and you didn't invite them in yeah it is very scary it's very scary yeah (laughs) what that's so cool so i'm wondering with with the law of intervention right because you have to think right I've never researched this, but I will about the different layers of mentions and just how we show up in other dimensions and how others show up in ours. I'm sure it's completely different because there's different frequencies. So how we look in our dimension is how we look, you know, but in someone else's dimension, we look completely different. So we could show exactly. up looking scary and we scare them just as much as they scare right. us. So it's... Well, we show up as shadows yeah. uh, when we show up in their dimension because, yep. you know, I can't take my whole physical body yeah. there. Yeah. And so my frequency shows up. My vibration right. shows up right. as a shadow. 
Tennessee. And the thing, yeah, so we're not, and we do show up because when we go over there and, um, you know, you're making me think. So when the, the girls are sitting around at the Ouija board yeah. and they show up in that other dimension, yeah. they scare the bejeebies out of that yeah. And the thing tried to protect himself by choking yeah. her. He wasn't a demon that's just like, I'm a demon, I'm going to get you. He's like, wait a minute, what are you doing over here? Right, maybe she showed <laughs> up in his house or like in his bed and he was like, protecting. Like we do right. that. See, that makes so much sense. So basically what's happening is people are just hunting other people and don't even know. <laughs> so, so if right. you're if you're astral projecting right and you end up in someone's house and their house and they're like relaxing they see you of course you know they might think you are a demon because right you know they don't know who you are like like how are you floating like this doesn't make physical sense that exactly. you're doing that exactly. so to them so wow so we could just literally just be you know dimension showing up so like like for instance the woman who uh, i helped on her job you know she goes home that next morning and she's like "Ooh, that was a rough night i couldn't figure out but then something told me i just figured it out all of a sudden it's like you know it's like spirit just gave me everything i need i just figured it out it's like no that was me that was me hello wow that's so (laughs) you know that's so cool but yeah and we and we have that same experience where you know you're doing something you can't figure it out or or you're um you know all of a sudden you need some energy you're exhausted because you got to get something done and you're like oh god help me and then there it is there's your help he's like i prayed and the next thing i know i got it done Right. Little do you know it's and people so, astral. You know what I'm gonna name this episode? Dimension hopping. <laughs> yeah. Good. No, I'm joking. Good, good, good. That, that's a good one, but I won't name it that. But that's I that's exactly what you know beings from every dimension is doing. Like we're just all surfing through each other's worlds. Helping right. each other. And that's yet, what we do at night. And yet yeah. we're not and we're not supposed to call time. And that's the thing. They are not supposed to call. So I had this conversation with people who are really struggling with that whole uh, sleep paralysis thing. Uh-huh. You know, if you are truly, truly dealing with demons, some people for some people it is, you know, simply sleep paralysis paralysis. Uh-huh. Other people they are really dealing with demonic entities. Wow. And so if you truly are dealing with a demonic entity, you have the right and the authority in this realm to tell them, leave here, do not come back. You have the authority to tell them to leave me alone and do not come back. And they will obey and they have to obey, provided that you say it with all authority. And you say it knowing that you have the right to say it. That if you're scared, sometimes it works. Yeah. Um, and this is what people were even taught even in church. You know, Christians have a real problem. And I'm saying this. India because yeah. um, a lot you know my husband's pastor for a number of years had a lot of pastor friends mm-hmm. ministers and I'm you know I'm kind of separated from them now mm-hmm. <laughs> because I dive in I've dived into this kind of thing yeah. but this is the kind of stuff that we were even taught in church yeah you have the authority in the name of Jesus to tell things to leave you alone right yeah you have that power and so that's because in this realm and this dimension um, 
you are the God of this world mm -hmm. and they cannot and they should not come here to harm you. So yeah, if it's sleep paralysis, you lay there and you kind of breathe it and wait for it, wait for your body to catch up with your mind and wake up. But if it's demonic entities, yeah. tell them to leave you alone. And what, what are the difference between night terrors and, and sleep paralysis? Because I've actually saw someone, it's a guy I was dating, he scared me so, I, I rolled over and he was literally in the middle of having a night terror. His eyes were open, they were watering, he was shaking, but he couldn't talk. He was, he was alert and up, but he couldn't, he couldn't talk and he was like frozen, like his hands were up. Mm -hmm. His feet were kind of up, and I, I thought he was having a seizure. That's what it looked like. Mm. And then he finally calmed down. I was like, uh, what happened? And he said he was having a night terror. And so was he having a dream? Did he say he was having a, a dream? No, he said he was up. He could see me. But me looking at him, he looked terrified. And I thought he was having a seizure. And when he calmed down, it's like his body just like, like went limp and he was okay. He was able to move. And okay. I was like, are you okay? What happened? Did you have a seizure? He's like, no, it's a night terror. Cause I was, I had to turn the light on and see, I just felt his body tensing and he was shaking. When I turned on the lights on, he scared me at how he looked. And um, I mean, Shortly after that, we stopped talking, but it was because he just wasn't a good person. So I was like, I yeah. wonder, I wonder, <laughs> I'm like, were my ancestors coming to haunt <laughs> But um, yeah, he said it was a night terror and he's had them since he was little. And that was the first time I ever heard of night terrors and never saw someone actually have one. Okay, so a night terror and sleep paralysis are two different things. And it sounds to me like um, he was having, that was sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. Night terrors is usually the person acts out their dreams. They literally kick and scream. Sometimes they get up and run. Yeah. It's a real clinical, um, para, they call it parasonoma, mm -hmm. where, it's, uh, where these have to be diagnosed and in some cases medicated wow. because um, you are actually moving. So whereas your body is normally frozen with the night terror, you know, you can actually kick past that and wow. move around. Um, they are inconsolable. You cannot say anything. And then they have little or no memory of the event the next morning. Kind of like sleepwalking. That's a night terror. Uh, you, right, exactly. I'm pretty sure everyone has had that at some point when they were little sleepwalking. I've never had it. I've never really? sleepwalked, sleptwalked. Wow. No, no, Yeah, me and my sister. Now I'm thinking like, damn, what were we dreaming about? And we, we would never, my mom used to have to like be careful with us because we would just walk, sleepwalk. My grandma would see us and they would have to like uh, shake us out of it, but we wouldn't remember yeah, what wow. it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so yeah, night terrors is, is different. There really is a medical issue, and uh, that's different from from uh, sleep paralysis. Wow. 
So, but in either case, okay, you got got rid of that one. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, okay. So here's a story. Um, one woman told me that her ex-husband mm-hmm. literally wrote in his journal. He had some met- some mental issues. He had you know been in a war, mm-hmm. and he had written in his um, in his journal mm-hmm. that he was going to kill her in his sleep and blame it on night terrors. Because when night terrors, you literally act out your stuff. Oh, no. And the only thing that saved him, the only thing that saved him was, she said, this goes back to her. She was asleep, and she said she knew to wake up and not to sleep for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. And so she did not sleep that night. Um, her, You know, something just told her, don't go to sleep. Yeah. And he was mad the next day. He was really angry. He left, and he was gone for two or three days. And that's what she went through the journal and come and to find that. out that was his plan that particular night. Oh. He stabbed her in her sleep and blame it on um, night terrors. Mm. And he had night terrors because he was in the war. So he and, would have uh, had like that. a valid, a valid um, excuse for exactly. doing that because he had post exactly. stress. That's horrible. Because yes. he was already seeing the doctor and everything anyway. So yeah, so he, he would have had a legitimate had reason. Like. Uh, I was like, the, the fool, write it down. He was still so stupid to have even written that out. Good thing but, he did. But when she saw, yes, exactly. Because when she saw it in the journal, she took it to the police. And that's the thing that, that saved her. And, you know, he was oh my gosh. Been incarcerated. That's, that's, wow. See, that's, that's insane. But that was her, her senses kicking in. Something told yeah. her. So her dream, her dream saved her. <laughs> Wow. So she had a dream that told her, do not go, do, do not, not go, go to back sleep. to sleep. Oh, so her dream, mm-hmm. wow. The Wake up and don't go to sleep. Yeah, she could not go back to sleep. Wow, that that's, that's really scary. You never know. <laughs> never know. I have a backtrack. Have you ever, have you ever asked her travel? I don't know. I really don't know, but now us having this episode made me think about uh, sleepwalking when I was little, mm. and we used to do that a lot. And I wonder, I wonder what that was like. Were we mm. astral projecting? Because why would we get and up just walking around the house with that? You were walking around the house, but actually you were out there in the cosmos. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah, I think so. And they, they, it was dangerous because we would like open up the front door and go outside, too. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, like we would stay with my grandmother a lot when my parents had to work, and she, she was a night owl, so she would literally have to yell at us and like slap, not slap, but like snap us out of it, and we would you wake up right. and be all days. So. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure we were astral projecting. Your poor grandmother. Yeah, it was exhausting. It was exhausting for her because, like, you know, these little gremlins, like, waking up in the middle of the night, like. But, yeah, we did a lot. I think all the way up until we were about, my sister's two years younger than me. I think 12, maybe 12. Yeah. Wow, your poor grandmother shouldn't even sleep. And it wasn't these damn just kids us. opening was, my door in the middle of the night. Yeah, it wasn't just us. It was my cousins too. So I wonder if <laughs> I wonder what was going on 
kids are so creepy in general. So I know my grandmother was like, I can't take this. Like, what what are you guys doing? Like, why are you being so creepy? But yeah, we used That's to do hilarious. it a lot. But we also, you know what? We also used to watch. I was really big on horror movies, and my grandmother used to let me watch mm. them all the time. So who knows what I was dreaming about? Yeah. Right. So do you dream often? Not anymore, but I used to a lot, and it used to be about uh, just random stuff. I think the only time that I had, like, meaningful dreams is when someone was about to die like my grandmother and my grandpa or if I'm like really stressed out about something I'll have dreams but it'll be something random like something that's stuck stuck in my subconscious from like watching a movie earlier and it just don't it didn't make sense but I'm like oh I saw that movie earlier that's why I had a dream about that but Mm -hmm. um yeah, only when it's like a lot of stress and wet dreams. Those are the <laughs> and it's can, either good or bad. Yeah, one or the other. I, but I the weird thing about wet dreams is like I can never remember who the person is. They just seem familiar to me. So it must be like the same <laughs> ghost or Somebody messed with me in my dreams, but um, yeah, that's about it. But now, with speaking with you, I'm definitely because I used to have one of those dream journals when I was little because I used to dream a lot when I was younger. Uh, but you know, when you get older, you get all these horrible adult responsibilities like bills and mm-hmm. a job and dealing with other adults (laughs) so you don't really get to think like when you were younger and you know things were just so much easier and you didn't have to pay rent or work just had to go to school so um but i'm gonna i bought a dream journal so i'm going to that's another thing i think i wake up and i'm like oh i'll remember this in like five minutes and then i don't right so i'm gonna start writing it down and and then yeah um, I'm going and, to... and don't dismiss it. Yeah. When you write it down and it just seems like it's nothing important, don't dismiss it because what you may find is after you've written down five or six nights of nothing important, you look back and you see there was a pattern to it. Uh, yep. Oh, so that was actually about this. Or, you, you know, see. just something like, for instance, for literally two and a half, maybe three years straight, every dream that I had or every one that I could remember Mm-hmm. With nothing important, but ironically, oh, I was on the college campus, or I had a dream. It wasn't anything important, but oh, I was sitting in a classroom. Every dream that had a background of me in school, wow. or on a campus, or I'm talking to my sister. I can't remember what we were talking about. It wasn't anything important, but we were sitting on the steps of a university. Wow! Literally for two and a half, three years, the background of every dream was a school setting. And I remember going to someone and asking them, what does that mean? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. And he told me, you're a spiritual teacher on a higher level. I was like, well, I am a minister. He's like, no, you're on a higher level. I was like, oh, whatever that means. Wow. I don't even know what that, how do they even do that? 
Yeah. So, yeah, you may notice a pattern if you write down the dreams and you say it's not that important. Yeah. I'm I'm going to start writing those down because I have a lot of those. They 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 just don't register with me or I'll have really good dreams and I was like, "Oh, okay, let me just get up and then I'll write it down." And I'm like, "Damn, I forgot it." Or I'll in my dream I'll come up with the <laughs> invention. <laughs> And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This was meant for me to like dream about this, and then I'll forget it. And the whole day I'll think yeah. about it. Like, damn, why did I not write that down? But that yeah. And I was gonna say, find what works best for you. So it may be writing it, scribbling it with your hand works, and for some people, texting it um, in their notes works. Yeah. For some people, recording it uh, using their uh, voice recorder on their phone works. So if you keep telling yourself, I'll remember it, and you don't, you know, maybe just recording it as you're going to the bathroom yeah, uh, before you get in the shower, maybe that works better for you. So just kind of experiment a little bit. I know for me, talking it out, putting words to it, wakes mm-hmm. my brain up too much, and I start putting a story to it because my conscious brain is mm-hmm. now on the dream. So that doesn't work for me. I mean, I'm a professional speaker, so yeah. it you know talking does something different for me than it would for someone else. Yeah. So I can't use that method. That's so interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that. I actually bought a a journal at the beginning of this year just for that. Um, Good. Let me ask. Let me ask you. Do yeah. you have your journal from when you were younger? Your dream journal? I think so. I think they're still at my parents' house somewhere. But I, I, I used to be really big into dreams and in having a. I also used to moon gaze. I don't know where that came from. I've just always been really <laughs> connected to the moon. I was a kind of weird child, um, but I used to. And my mom accepted it. Like, I, I remember her. I used to love to dream so much that she painted clouds on my ceiling in my bedroom. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I would always have the lights off in my room and, like, have a lamp on. So it kind of gave the illusion that I was in, like, a dream state. But, uh, wow. yeah, that would be cool to look back on some of those journals. From when I was young. Definitely get hold of them and look at them. You may find that one dream points you to exactly what you're doing right now or wow. what you will be doing in the future. That would um, be I'm so, so amazed at how, now that I'm on this side of life, yeah. being this side means I'm over 30. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so amazed, <laughs> I'm way over 30. Mm-hmm. I'm so amazed at how what you were as a child, you still are when you're an adult. Yes. And yet we don't see the connection because, like you said, you know, we're so caught up in this world with the adult responsibilities. We don't see the connection. But, yeah, you're telling me about your mom, uh, you know, painting clouds on the ceiling and, Mm -hmm. you know, you you were into horror stories. Oh, that's perfect for what you're doing right now. And, and you know, (laughs) so this podcast is now I'm in my 30s and I am established. I I feel like I needed something that will satisfy the other side of me is which I, I love everything that is the unknown. 
and mm-hmm. I was like I need to to bring back like my childhood like I I want to feel like a little girl again and I feel like this podcast I didn't want to lose that with being an adult right. so like I could still be a kid and do this podcast and it just makes me it's like my comfort my comfort yeah. zone I get to talk about things that we as adults don't talk about you know we don't right. talk about this um Things that make you say, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It, we don't it really have that as adults. We don't. We, it's so boring. So to to talk about things that we should be talking about. And there's an audience out there for people that love to talk about all things mysterious to, like, the, the average person. And we yes. need to because... It, it's important right yeah and that's and I feel the same exact way I love these subjects yeah. anything outside the norm the metaphysical I love it because yeah. it does stir up that child in you that that wonder mm-hmm. that we had as children when life was beautiful because everything looked wow wow everything was and now nothing is every right everything now is how much does that cost Nobody How much sleep am I going to miss out on? Yeah, it's like no one taps into <laughs> it. We, we are naturally spiritual. Like it's one thing to have your right. religion, but to be spiritual is another thing. And I feel like kids are naturally like that. And the only reason why yeah. we're out of that is because adults come in and they, they, you know, tell us like, no, don't do that. Or that's not real. And, you know, well, really it is. It is. Right, exactly. And yet, then there's the flip side of it. And this is the area where I try to make sure that I'm balanced. And that is understanding the science behind mm-hmm. it and the spirit behind it. Mm-hmm. And not getting caught up in superstition. Because uh, right. superstition leads to fears. And this is, this is always the challenge when you look back on some of the things, even when we're talking about dreams. I mean, yeah. people were afraid. They literally was afraid of dreams and thought that the devil was, was visiting you in your dreams and demons can get to you and talk to you in your dreams. And so there was a whole period of history where there was, uh, dreams were something to be afraid of. And that's kind of where we are. We're on the swing side of that now. You know what? Dreams are okay. Dreams are wonderful. And now we're exploring it even more so. But prior to that, dreams were, throughout the Middle Ages, was considered something to be afraid of. Well, I like to make sure that I talk about the science part of it so that we aren't stuck in the superstition, which generates fears, which makes people, you know, not even want to live because they're too afraid to live. Yeah. You know, so we got to have that balance. That's so true. It It's, it's so true, and I feel like having episodes like this on podcast just it it kind of frees you from thinking certain things like I thought that sleep paralysis automatically was night terrors I, I assumed that they were the same thing like sleep paralysis was considered night terrors and to know that they are two different things and different things. yeah and that um just how supernatural we really are people don't realize that it's it's so fascinating 
and that the, the spirit never sleeps. So you could just go down a rabbit hole, like thinking about yourself, like, <laughs> wow, like I don't sleep like my body because we don't think that our body is separate from our spirit. Like, like a lot of people can't grasp the concept that we we are separate from our bodies, you know? They just feel right. like, you know, we, right. we have a spirit and yeah, we die. and But it's so deep, like the body stays here, but our spirit does, it, it does go somewhere else. So why not think yeah, about yeah. where we go when we sleep? The body and the spirit are two separate entities. The body, spirit, and the soul are two separate entities. Um, and all you have to do is to think about it. Your body is never the same, mm-hmm. right? You were once 10 pounds mm-hmm. and couldn't move your legs, couldn't walk. And one day you will be, God bless you, you will be 80 and you will be a completely different in a completely different body. Yeah. And yet there's a part of you that that is the same when you were 10 months old and that, that will be the same when you're 80. There's a part of you, that essence of yourself will always be the same and that's the part that's the soul yeah so i wonder if our soul ever really ages like does it like does our spirit from when we're little we physically can't talk when we're babies right well we talk but we don't understand what we're saying but we is our spirit that age with our body it can't be so when we get older i wonder if our spirit is just just that like we like i'm the the spirit part the spirit part is here to gather experiences Mm -hmm. on this planet in this 3d realm Mm -hmm. the body it it needs it has to operate in this in this uh, vehicle. It has mm-hmm. to drive this vehicle around in order to be in this particular dimension. Gotcha. But the spirit is bigger and grander and older than this body. Yeah. Um, and it's the thing that carries you from the time that you're a baby and you, you're here and yeah. your spirit is like, oh, okay, you have to figure out how to move these arms and legs. Right. Um, and no, I can't talk, but I know exactly what's going on around here. Wow. Even though I can't express it. Yeah. And oh my gosh, this memory just won't work. Although I totally remember yeah. what happened. Yeah. Um, and so the, the spirit is just gathering up experiences here on this planet in this 3D realm, in this wow. body. And the body ages. And, and I don't even like to use the word age. The body transforms. You mm-hmm. know, it's subject to the air. It's subject to the uh, wear and tear. Yeah. Right? It's subject to gravity. It's subject to the physics of this 3D realm. And so it slowly decays and um, and changes. The molecules shift and all of that. But your spirit is the same. Wow. And when this body is um, is tired and no longer can operate in this 3D realm and decides, ooh, okay, that's the last. I'm going to clunk out. Yeah. Um, the spirit moves on to the next place where it has experiences. Wow. But you can stay connected to your spirit in this body by monitoring your dreams, by sitting down and meditating. And because the body is a separate entity all of itself, it has its own intelligence, right? It wants to do what it wants to do. And yet you got to get the body lined up with the spirit 
and the soul is the, the mind um, is that middle ground. Uh, so you use your mind to help your body and your spirit stay connected. So all three are in alignment. And you do that through uh, meditation, journaling, dreams. Um, you do that by, you know, taking care of the physical body, taking care of the spirit. All of that has to work together. For it to work. Wow. That's so cool. Humans are Yeah, really we're amazing beings. Yeah. We really are amazing beings. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, we are really, we, we don't realize, like, people really don't realize that we are supernatural. And I wonder, like, I grew up as a Christian, and I still hold my belief, but I respect everyone's religion, Mm -hmm. and I also know that there's a difference between religion and spirituality. So Mm -hmm. I just wonder, just using Christians as an example, if they realize that we are supernatural beings, and I know it's been been said in the Bible, but, you know, over years, people associate being supernatural now with, like, things being demonic and things like that. But I wonder if mm-hmm. most Christians realize that. Like, yeah, I, to, me, to me, my, um, my, the challenge that I have with Christianity um, is that we don't respect this world. Mm-hmm. We don't respect the, our authority in this world. So, yeah, we know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We can quote that scripture. Mm-hmm. But we don't respect mm-hmm. the body. We think the body is loaded with sin, and yeah. we should beat the body of its yeah. sin and all of that. We don't yeah. respect the awesomeness of it. Yeah. And the fact that, and this, this goes back, this is not even, you know, modern Christianity. This mm-hmm. goes back um, thousands of years ago mm-hmm. um, with some of the teachings, some of the teachers, yeah. um, like a, Augustine, yeah. who taught that uh, because we're sinful beings, the only thing that should be respected is the spirit. And it's like, no, if that's the case, God wouldn't have given us a body. Respect right. it all. Yeah. And any the other challenge is anything that's not done, that's not in the Bible, quote unquote, is demonic. Right. Anything that yeah. is Eastern is demonic. And that is a bunch of um, things that have been taught to us yeah. by this Western culture. And we name our our religion is now formed by our culture. Yeah. And so the um, the Western culture, which is ruled, ruled by the Europeans, mm-hmm. has, has always said that anything outside of Europe is of demons. Right, mm-hmm. so meditation is now it's being accepted. But I remember literally 10, 15 years ago when medit- I was talking about meditation, I was a weirdo. Wow. Um, yoga yeah, is demonic. Yoga, yep. My oldest son went to karate, and oh my gosh, Christians were having a fit. What? Karate is demonic. Wow. <laughs> He's 20, no, 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 not my oldest son. The uh, What's this other kid? No, my oldest son did karate too. He's 26 now. So, yeah, all of that, if it's, it's not respected, if it's from another culture, all of that limits us and our ability mm-hmm. to walk powerfully in our spirituality. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. That it so is. I think it's so many people out there that, that like we're talking about, like the, or what they consider the unknown, but which is now becoming the norm. 
because people are bringing mm-hmm. a lot of things to light. And that's the reason why I have a podcast yes. where I tackle those topics. Uh, my podcast is I Believe in Jesus, But, <laughs> nice. because I have people who, like yourself, millennials who have decided Mm -hmm. to step away from traditional church, Mm -hmm. traditional religion. They cannot tolerate it because it's not giving them the answers that they need, but they don't want to walk away 100%. They want to be spiritual, but they're still trying to understand their and respect their teaching, but they need more information. So they call me, they ask questions like, I believe in Jesus, but what's wrong with burning sage? Yeah. I believe in Jesus, but... Why can't I have an altar in my house? Or can I? Is that demonic? And so they ask questions like that. Wow. Um, that's just so because cool. we want. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that connection that I talked about, you know, between spirit and science. Um, understanding the science of it, but understanding the spiritual side of it. You know, and yeah. so I try to keep people. I try to keep people and myself balanced. Right. That's so, it's so true too, because especially millennials, like we don't, we don't let anything go under, under the rug. We, we want, we have questions and we want answers. So, and it's true because there's a lot of things in the Bible that are very questionable, but you have to think it's been rewritten and rewritten and, um, and it's also something where the, the Bible was written by a man. So things are, there are some things that are questionable. And then things that right. we know that probably were in the Bible and were taken out. So, Right. Things that are questionable and now we have access to so much other mm-hmm. information that we could ask those questions and get answers. Yeah. So when I was when I was quote unquote saved, I had some questions. Like I had questions about Lilith. Right. You know, but right. I had questions about her, but no one could answer in my church. Well, part of the reason they couldn't answer it, because first of all, wasn't nobody read anything outside the Bible. Mm-hmm. The second reason they couldn't answer that question <laughs> mm-hmm. was because that came from the Jewish book. And even though our Bible is from the, you know, the Old Testament is a Jewish book. Yeah. We hadn't read that. No one could answer that question for me. And here I am all these years later. I did that when I was 19 mm-hmm. and now I'm 25. And all these years, <laughs> and all mm-hmm. these years later, mm-hmm. I can now seek that information out for myself. And so, yeah, the millennials, they, they can get any question answered that they want. And they want the questions answered. So, yes, I try to answer those questions for people where, you know, keep it real. Yeah. Keep it real. You can still love God and ask questions. Yeah, that's such a cool podcast and concept. So do you, with the podcast, do people, it's like they, a hotline, they call in? I give my email address so they can ask the questions. I I love that concept. I'll, I'll be emailing you with some questions. Please do. Actually, call me and ask the question. I'll record your question. Yeah. Why is it so important for us as human beings to be able to interpret dreams? We are in a day and age right now where there's so many distractions. There's so much information Mm -hmm. that the only way to tune into truth is to tune in 
to to tap into the truth that is in you. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, perfect example, right quick, is this whole coronavirus yeah. vaccine. Mm-hmm. Is it a savior or is it a killer? Well, for some people, it will be their savior. Yeah. But if you um, listen to what's saying on the news, everyone better get this or else we're all going to, you know, die. Yeah. What's the truth for you? You need to know that. Without mm-hmm. getting distracted by all that information, and so one of the ways of doing that is to ask that if you're falling off to sleep, yeah. ask that for your dreams, and then pay attention to your dreams. Wow, that's so cool! I'm gonna do that. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> that is so cool. I just want to thank yeah. you, Lady T, for coming on tonight. I'm so glad we connected. And I can't wait. I am to, too. Yes, I can't wait to um, for this episode to release. And I can't wait to be on your podcast. I'm going to write down some questions I have. Um, please do. Please yeah. do. Or anything you would like to promote or do you have any books coming out any um live speakings that you'll be doing yes i am looking for and put, put, putting together a book i'm working on my phd in metaphysical counseling and for that phd thank you ma'am i am going to put together a book where i'm collecting dreams that have changed your life wow. um, and so i'm asking people to send their dreams in you can go to my website and submit it there and my website is heavenandearthconnect.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking for that. I'm podcasting. I'm doing a live stream every Tuesday morning on Facebook. You can catch me there. Where I'll talk about um, some aspect of dreaming and give tips on how to interpret your own dreams. And also, I usually interpret two or three dreams that have been sent to me. It's like a 30, 40-minute podcast or live stream that I do. Nice. Um, and then you can always catch me on Instagram. I'm always on Instagram more so than anything else. Awesome. That's so amazing. Good for you. I'm going to follow you yes. on, on Facebook and tune into those. And out there, tune in and I would definitely be sending you in some dreams. That's so I that's so much fun. I bet you feel like so fulfilled being able to do what you love and it just seems like being able to speak with people about their dreams is just so fulfilling. It really is. It truly is. Because it's what guides people. It helps to guide you to your next level, next step. It helps to set you free. So, yeah, I I totally love it. It's such a big deal. It's so important. And so it just seems so satisfying. So thank you so much, Miss T, for being on an episode tonight. Have a good night. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Please send all listener stories to info at bdumpodcast.com.